0: Welcome to the podcast Arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Jesus. Speak to me yourself in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we come before you this evening. Lord, we come to your presence. We ask, O God, that you speak to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, O God, that you speak your word expressly to our hearts, that you guide us in your truth in the name of Jesus, that our hearts will return rejoicing to you in the name of Jesus. We ask that you lead us, that there be impartation today in the name of Jesus. This is the day you have made, Lord, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Abba, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good evening, church. Um, You may please be seated. Thank you for joining in. And I'd like to welcome our online church as well. This evening, we'll be looking at a very, very critical topic, called the heart of man. And um, I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Um, Our memory verse for this evening will be taken from the book of Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalms 37, verse 4. Could you please open your Bible? It's Bible study. We're going to be doing a lot of reading this evening. And the scripture says, Everybody, read with me, please. Want to go? Once again, tell that to your neighbor. Amen. Amen. The topic is the heart of man, and um, I'm not going to try to, um, what's the right word now, pick on the heart of man basically, but there's something I want us to do this evening in Bible study is to look at the reference point of the heart of man and to see what the heart was intended to do in the first place, what it was designed to do. And from there, I ask that the Holy Ghost will personally convict us in the name of Jesus. So our first reading this evening is... And I read, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He said unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down on my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstool. If then David call him Lord, how is he his son? and no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. May the Lord bless his reading in the name of Jesus. We see here that the Lord reminded us of a very great commandment of love, and in that perspective of defining that love, he said you shall love the Lord your God, with, what was the first place he mentioned? With all your heart. And then he spoke this to the Pharisees, helping them to understand what they have brought forward and if you look at the second part of this scripture from verse 41 downwards the lord now looked into their own heart and then asked them a question now that question what god was doing there was he was trying to help them to attain something and that's the state of the heart because he said to them david You call me the son of David, but David calls me my Lord. So how come did David arrive at my Lord? But the people, because of the kind of heart they have, scripture did not recommend that anybody came back and gave him an answer. Which means when they got that question, everybody just what? Shut up their hearts. And what the lord was trying to point out to them there was how did david get to that point where he said the lord said unto my lord sit down at my right hand and i'm asking you the same question how did david get that revelation we all call jesus the son of david jesus calls jesus my lord who is correct who is wrong If you look at that scripture, the answer lies in the fact that Jesus was pointing those guys. Go and look at David. David did not get that revelation because he read the Bible. No. David got that revelation because he was a man after God's heart. And in spending time with God, God now opened a window for him where David saw the end of times before time. And David in Psalm 110 verse 1 said, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down where? At my right hand. So God came to these guys and said, Why did David say so? But because of the state of their heart, nobody was willing to go back to look at it. Nobody was willing to examine it. None was willing to consider it. And so scripture did not say that one man, at least when the ten lepers came, Scripture said one came back yes or no But the scripture say one come back from this conversation no Which means when God pointed the light into their hearts rather than receive the light and go to ponder they shut it off and then they what and then they went home May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Our second reading our second text Deuteronomy the chapter 6 verse 1 to 15 I put in mind it will be a difficult, it will be a fruitless or futile effort to x-ray the heart of man. But we are going to look at the original design, what God wants the heart to do and how he wants it to work. So read Deuteronomy the 6, verse 1 to 15. And I'd like you to join me, please. So look it, look at it. Don't shut your heart. Don't shut your mind away from reading it. And I read Now, these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord gave your God, commanded to teach you. That ye might do them in the land whither you go to possess it. You are in Canada now. That applies to you already. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 5. Can you all join me in verse 5, please? Praise the Lord. And these words which I commanded this day shall be where? Shall be where? Now, if you look at that point, there was a semicolon there, which means... It was going to explain why you have to keep it in your heart and how. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and shall be as a frontless between thy hand, eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which is swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olives, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Church, join me in verse 12. Want to go, please? Thou shalt fear the Lord by thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name you shall not go after other gods of, of the gods of the people which are around about you for the lord thy god is a jealous god among you lest the anger of the lord and thy god be kindled against thee and destroy thee from the face of the earth may the lord bless the reading of his word in the name of jesus we see here that this same commandment was what jesus was speaking about but he was in an abridged form And God, speaking expressly to the children of Israel, like he's speaking to you and I this evening, love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your heart. And, you know, it it went further to say something that it becomes even more difficult to love God. When you are what? When you are full. You have a house over your head. You drive a nice car. Then it becomes what? Even more Difficult. And that scripture applies to us because we are all here, we all have homes, we all have cars, one way or the other, the Lord has blessed us. The trap, therefore, is for us to say, God has blessed me, what do I need God for? Does that sound familiar? What do I need God for? I have a house. Luckily, once upon a time, I used to buy fuel to power my light, but now I don't do that anymore. So what do I need God for? And so we see that a lot of things that comes, comes from the heart. So this year, I wrote here that the matter, right? The heart of the matter, like they always say, is what? Is the matter, is the heart, is matter of the heart. Now, and it's not just your own heart, which is where we've always made mistakes. First is the heart of God. Then your own heart. Then the alignment of both hearts. First is what? First is the heart of God. Then your own heart. Then what? An alignment with the heart of God. It is easy these days for us to do things and say, I have the mind of Christ. And we have not consulted with God. If you look at the story of Joshua, in Joshua chapter 7, they are the defeat of um, AI or I, before that point in time, God had given Joshua a commandment in Joshua chapter one: "I will be with you like I was with my servant Moses. Wherever you step shall I be taken for you. And then pastor taught us that Joshua went to war, and they were what. They were defeated. Do you know the main cause of that problem? in Joshua chapter 7 Let us go to Joshua chapter 7 Let us read from verse 1 Okay Yep So this is the defeat of Ai put in mind that the lord had promised Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 all that he would do for him. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accostings of Achan, the son of Kamai and son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah. Took of the accursed thing, and the anger and the anger of the lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now look at the problem here. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor, to for they are but few." So they went up didah, of the people, about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. Now, let's jump to verse 6. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell upon, the, of, upon his face before the ark of the Lord, even till the eventide, and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. My question to you is this. Why didn't he do this one before going to the battle? So, Joshua has the commandment of God. He has the covenant of God. So, he thought, because, okay, I have the commandment of God. God has promised me anywhere I want to do, I can do. And then he went to battle. Why didn't he ask God first before he went to the battle? It's a matter of the heart. It's what? A matter of the heart. So the heart in question now is not our physical blood heart, but the heart within us. The heart of the inner man, right? As your your heart is central to you, so is the heart of the inner man central to yourself. It lies within us, and it is the seat now. It is the seat of every desire. It is the seat of every will, every motive. It is the seat of all appetites, of courage, and of passions. And unfortunately jesus made one statement i want us to look at in mark chapter 7. mark chapter 7 and verse 21 mark chapter 7. okay so jesus said here he says from for from within out of where place out of the heart of men proceed what evil thoughts adulteries fornications, murders, next chapter please, next verse please, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these, things, all, the, all these evil things come from within and defile a man, pause, why didn't Jesus say help or good or love in this scripture? Everything here, is it positive or negative? So why was there no positive thing mentioned here? So let me ask this question. Is it possible? Okay, how can we define something good? Because Jesus didn't mention, yes. You, you answer your, I'll answer your question later on, Messi, Okay. So looking at this scripture, nothing positive was mentioned, not one, not even help, not even gratitude. So why didn't Jesus mention anything positive? Why was everything just negative all through? Jesus will always speak the truth, yes or no? But then, in this place, he just mentioned the negative part. Why? Does anybody want to help me, please? Evil. Anybody? The only thing before God helped you and I was what? Evil. Even when you do good, you have a, an evil motive why you are doing what? That good. Like people will say, you close your eyes and pray when pastor is passing, so the pastor can think that you are what? You are serious. It's in your heart. And scripture says, first Samuel sixteen seven. First Samuel sixteen seven. For God looks not on what? The appearance of whom? of men, but into their hearts but into their heart. So even when you are doing a certain thing and you think you are doing the right thing, you need to examine why you are doing it. You need to examine where that thought comes from. You need to examine, are you in the will of God? Joshua felt he was in the will of God by sending 3,000 men to Ai. But if he had asked God before going to Ai, God would have told him, better don't do what? Better don't go. And so, in his own heart, he felt, you know what? I'm a minister of God. I'm a man of God. Anything I do, goes what goes. And God says, come, no. That's not the way it should go. So the question is, how should it go? Let us go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to read from the beginning. Praise the Lord. So, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. I want to first of all point out that God too has a heart. And um, it is only the heart of God that is good. It is only what? The heart of God that is what? That is good. If you were to design your kitchen, how would you go around the process? Or if you were to build a house, you would say that the very first thing you would do is to do what? You have an imagination in your head. That this is where you want the house to look like. You want so-so number of rooms. You want so-so-so, you know, colors and things like that. Now, if you look at Genesis 1-5, to the heart of God is openly expressed here. Because it was from his heart. God had an imagination in his mind. And from that imagination of his mind, he called forth what? He called forth what people? Light. And when he called forth that light, he went back into his heart and compared what he called for with what was in his what? In his mind. And then he saw that what he called for was what? Was good. So it is only the heart of God that is what? That is good. you remember the young rich ruler in Mark chapter 10. He said, thou good master. What did Jesus do? Jesus rebuked him. He said, there is no one good but who? But God. And then he gave him a commandment. Follow what? Follow me. So it is only God that has what? The good heart. Not a good heart. If we say a good heart, it means that it's possible that, you know, my wife has a good heart. No. Only God has what? The good heart. And then we see from Genesis that all through, God will look into his heart, create, will speak it forth, will see it, and will do what? Will call it out. And so when he made man, he did the same thing for whom? For man. And if you look at Genesis 1.31, please. Genesis 1.31. Scripture says that everything God created was what? Very, very good. But did you know that God did not test anything he made? He did not say, let me see whether mango will bring forth mango fruits. He did not say, let me see whether man will be able to walk. He did not say, let me see whether this cow will bring forth milk. But he tested whether man, the heart of man, will link up with the heart of God. God tested that if the heart of man will do what? Will link up to the heart of God. And if you look at Genesis 1, I believe, thank God for um, the challenge. We've been reading Genesis, we've read Genesis. The, the pattern is this. God did what? God said, God, you are not following me, praise the Lord. Okay, let's read Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was what? Light. And God saw the light. I was good. And God divided by. And God divided right. Five, five. And God called. Right. Okay. Jump to verse six. And God what said, verse. Let it be feminine. And God made feminine. Right. And God what saw. And then God what called. So the pattern is this: God will speak, right. God will see, and then God will do what, will call. I have some life application lessons in that area, and I'm not sure if technical as my slide, um, if you can, there's a life application lesson there, and the fact that every good thing that comes, comes from the father of lights, scripture says, and God called every good thing out of his own what? Out of his own heart. So God looked in his own heart, let there be light, there was what? there was light. And God looked at it, oh, this is good, this is the right light, okay. And God said, thou shalt be what? Light. And then he repeated that process. But did you know that when he got to the sixth day, God did not mention what he called the animals. God did not mention what he called the animals. Because he was going to use it to test Adam, to see whether Adam can look into the heart of God And pick the names of those animals. Right? Let us go to Genesis chapter two. Let us read from verse nineteen. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to do what? To do what? So, if Adam did not was born a full grown man, where was he going to see to call them from? God gave us the pattern of creation, God will call from his heart. God will call it forward. God will see that it's good. And God will give it what? A name. So in Genesis chapter 1, God technically created everything possible and gave them what? A name. So the cattle in Genesis chapter 1 already had what? A name. So why then did God now bring them to Adam to say, okay, let me see what you will call them? That was the only test God did in Genesis, in the creation. He didn't test whether Adam was going to walk, whether Adam could eat or not. But he tested whether Adam could look into the things of, of God. Thank you, sir. So he looked whether Adam could see into the, the things of God. So my question to you, can you sit down, close your eyes, And look into the things of God. That is the way God wants your heart to do what? To walk. Adam looked into God, looked into the blueprint of what God had called a cattle, and said, Okay, let's do a test. I'm going to give you a word. And you will close your eyes and tell me what comes to your mind when you hear that word. Who wants to try? Okay, let's close our eyes. And the word is this, apple. I see some people laughing. They don't understand. When I said the word apple, how many of you spelt apple in your mind? Nobody, right? Okay, how many people saw green apple in their mind? You weren't sure you saw apple? You saw red, some people saw green. Okay. So, where did that thing come from? So, I'm trying to bring us to the, the way God designed the heart to work. You know, that's why I said the, the seat of imagination, the seat of will, the seat of everything possible. Right? I said the word apple, you didn't spell A-P-P-L-E. But you saw a picture of what? Of an apple. So when God brought the cattle to Adam, what did Adam see? Why didn't he say he saw apple? Because his mind was tuned to God. Because then there was no book to tell him that this is what apple. Nobody had written any book to tell him this is what, cow. So everything Adam called them was from where? Was from the mind of God. So this is the design of the heart of man, the original design, that as you sit As you step in as you encounter you can look up and say this is what is in the heart of god have i lost anybody so far praise the lord so a big problem now happened and adam lost that ability to do what To see into the heart of God. Adam lost that ability to do what? To see into the heart of God. And the struggle now is, by the time I say sit down, meditate for two minutes, some of us will fall asleep. Because that disconnection has done what? Has propagated into generations. If you look at the book of Luckily, we've done, we've read, okay, before I go forward, because of understanding, how many people in-house are doing the Bible challenge? God bless you for doing it. Okay, so I'm going to do a run-through of Genesis chapter 3, 4, 5, and 6 to tell you how bad it became when man lost that ability. So put in mind this, your ability, your, your mind, your heart is not to function on its own. Let me put that to rest. Let us go to 1 John chapter 5. Let me deal with that before we move on. First John chapter 5. And we will read from, I think verse 6. Did I miss that scripture? Okay, sorry. I think I lost that scripture. So the scripture I'm looking for um, says there are three, I think it's First John chapter 5, if I'm correct. There are three that bear record in heaven. Verse 7, thank you, sir. So, let us put that Concept of the heart of man to rest the way he should walk. First John chapter five verse seven. It says there are three that I bear record in heaven. Who wants to help me read it out, please? Anybody? Are we lost? Is it chapter seven? Okay, let me read. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are what? And these three are what? And these three are what? So what this one means is that anything the Father thinks, the Son knows already. Right? Anything the Son thinks, the Holy Ghost knows already. Yes or no? Okay. So these three people now exist. They don't need to speak to themselves. So as I'm thinking now, my wife is knowing what I'm thinking, right? My son is knowing what I'm thinking, right? Awesome. So now, they not made man. What pattern do you think man should be thinking? I didn't, I didn't carry you along there. Thank you. In the way the Trinity thinks, right? So God thinks, Jesus speaks without asking. Holy Ghost speaks without what? inquiring, right? They now made man the fourth party. So what modus operandi will you suggest man should operate with? The same what? The same way that as God thinks, right, man should be able to what? To pick it. So your heart was not designed to work independent of the heart of God. I repeat, your heart, your mind, your being was not designed to walk independent of the heart of whom? Of God. Which was why when Satan approached Eve, the first thing he had to do was change our focus from the heart of what? From the heart of God. She shifted focus she told the serpent, God has said, if you do this you will what? You will die. But then if you read Genesis chapter 3, scripture says that after this devil twisted her mind, she looked at the fruit and said it was what? It was good to eat. And that was where man did what? Fell. So your heart was not designed To walk independent of God. And please don't hide under the scripture that I have the mind of Christ. And you go and do things behind whom? Behind God. Joshua did it. they lost at I. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So if anything comes this year from the word you have gotten from God to change your mind you better go back to where to god you better go back to where to god let me now give you let's play scenario your friend comes to you and tells you you know what because you are my friend here is 200 billion dollar project Go and do this project for me. How will you feel? Two hundred billion dollar project. Your friend comes in this evening and says, "You know what? AY, hey, two hundred billion dollars. Go and do it for me. How will you feel? You people will not feel happy. I don't know. Nobody's nobody's going to be happy here. You will. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You are the only honest person here today okay so now this is the side i'm going to why you were now telling your your wife and your family you are jubilating god now comes and say that project you cannot do it thank you a is correct a is what is correct let us go to genesis chapter 11. because I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm learning, and I align the word learning. That because something is good, does not mean it is what? Heavenly what? Good. Because it is earthly good, does not mean what? It is heavenly good. Genesis chapter 11, for those that read their, open, their Bible challenge today. So we see here that over time, the heart of man had become corrupted. I'm gonna run through this. And that after Eve ate of that fruit in the garden of Eden, man had the ability to determine what was good and what was, what, what was bad. But the mistake man did not know was that evil spread faster than what? Than fire. And while man thought he was still a good man, why you think you are still a good man, the motive why you are doing that thing, eh? Only God what knows it. So this man now came in Genesis chapter 11, and said, "You know what? It is a good thing to build a nice house. Let us build for ourselves a castle. Let us build for ourselves a, Let us make for ourselves a name. I'm paraphrasing from Genesis chapter eleven. Okay, let us read Genesis chapter eleven. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, "Go, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar." And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad from the face of the earth. Is that a good thing or not? Very good. At least we are building houses for ourselves. We are building cities for ourselves. I want to make a name for myself. I want to make impact on earth. I want to make impact on life. The same scenario, that is the same scenario in Genesis 11. These guys wanted to do what? Make an impact in life. They have the technology. They knew how to do it. They had the numbers. They had family support. So everything was what? Was good. But was it good in the eyes of God? No. Verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, this people is one, and they have all one language. And this thing they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to what? To do. Go to, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. For you to understand where they went wrong, you need to understand how God tried to rescue man when man fell. And when man fell, God Came through Enoch, and there was a flood on the earth. How many people read that scripture in Genesis? The flood of Enoch. Thank you. Oh, Noah. Sorry, <laughs> Noah. I, I love Enoch because Enoch walked with God. Yeah, and one of my prayers is that I want to walk with God the way Enoch walked to God, so that me too, I will just, I will just ascend. Praise the Lord. So the flood of Noah came. God killed every bad person away, thinking that thinking that after killing them, the heart of man, from the heart of Noah, will be what? Will start turning to whom? To God. Only for him to find out that later on, these guys are not what? Are not turning to God. Now, if these guys have read what Noah had written, that God said, go and what? Multiply and for what? Fill the whole earth. They would not have decided to do what? To build that. So in as much as that project is very good, what is the instruction of God for you? And that's where, you know, it will look like every time we want God to rubber stamp what we are doing. God, I'm going to buy a car this year and you must pay for it. And God said, I'm not ready to buy a car for you this year. And then you go and get debt and you buy a car. And start complaining that God does not what? God does not love you. So my question to you now, which instruction of God do you have with you? Which instruction? And I'm sure a lot of us have done the prayer, the beginning of the year prayer, things like that. You've sat down with God. You've You've gotten instruction. You have instruction from last year. Which instruction from last year are you still struggling to fulfill? Because there's a doctrine I hear now they call it permissive will. And that doctrine will only put you into trouble. Because permissive will means you are not fulfilling the will of God in total what? In totality. So God cannot come and rubber stamp that which you Which he has not told you to what? To do. So which instruction of God do you have? What has God told you to do? What visions have you seen? Where does your heart lie? And there is a way to know. Sincerely, there is a way to know. If they tell you something and it pains your body, it means that thing is what? You need to repent. It's just like me. When my wife comes and tells me, go and exercise, I will tell her, mm, that bodily exercise profited what? Little. That is me quoting scripture. I will tell her, only, thou man shall only by what? By bread alone. It's a lie. I should repent. Because what she has said had pricked me where God wants me to what? To go. So as we talk about the heart of man, it is not basically of what you desire, but what God has desired for what? For you. Jeremiah 29:11, I know the thoughts, where are thoughts found from? the heart. I know the thoughts I think towards you. thoughts of what, goodness, thoughts of peace, to give you a hope and a future. So look at the way the heart was designed to function in the first place. Connect with the heart of God. Aligned with the heart of God. And that's when it will look like you are walking on water. It will look like you are walking on water. I remember Pastor, it was, I'm not sure if it was Pastor IT, when God told Peter, come to me, is it possible that the desire of Jesus at that time was that all of the disciples should walk on water? Yes, it could have been. But how many people saw that desire? Only one. Only Wu. Only Peter. And these things, I'm going to be honest, don't come if you don't delight yourself in Wu In the Lord. Because whether we like it or not, I can think of 10 ways to hurt somebody. I can think of 1,000 ways to hurt somebody. I can't think of 10 ways to make their life better. It's easy for you to critique what somebody has done. But it's difficult for you to add impute to make it what? Grow, make it better. Why? Because the heart itself is what? Is evil. And so the only way, the only way through which we can restore the heart now starts with repentance. And whether You like it or not. Man, God sent the flood of Noah. Man did not repent. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Man did not what? Man did not repent. God sent the prophets. He sent Isaiah. He sent Jeremiah. Even Jeremiah said, I wake up every morning and I go. Did they repent? So man could not save himself until Jesus came. And what the Lord did is what we call the rebirth where God took out the corrupted spirit and put in what? The new one. So whether you like it or not, we need Jesus and we need to repent. Let us read Jeremiah 17 verse 9 to 10. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can what? Who can know it? That's why we are not trying to find out what your heart looks like. But we are trying to point you to the way your heart should be with God or the way God has said this is where you should what your heart should be. Who can know it? Verse 10, I the Lord search the earth, I try the rains, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Second Chronicles 16. And verse 9, 2 Chronicles 16 and verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose, what, whose heart is what? Loyal to him. And then, you know, in that context, the prophet tells the king that in this you have what you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on you shall have what you shall have wars. But our focus there is not even on the war part, but on the fact that God is looking on those that whose heart are what loyal to Him. And why, from that scripture? Who knows why? From that scripture. Who wants to help me? He's right there to show himself strong. In other words, God wants to go and fight for you. But your heart, like Pastor Shola said, is still in Egypt. So whether we like it or not, we need to come back to the place of repentance. We need to come back to the place of repentance. If you have not been saved... You need God to take away that evil heart. That one we saw in Matthew chapter 7, 21, where the only thing coming out of it was what? Was evil. So that God can renew in you a new heart that has the ability to connect to him. Because God, God seeks those whose heart is what? Loyal to him. So, Repentance. And now, even if you say, oh, I am saved, congratulations. But there are some things you still do that you need to change. There are some things I still do that I needed to change. Even up to tomorrow, I still need to what? To change. Pastor Macy said something, that the moment you want to do something is when you start hearing what? Voices. I wonder which voice should i what should i follow you want to pray your body wants to sleep which voice should you follow well if your heart is strong then you tell your body to do what to relax that you must do this prayer It is not possible, and I'm going to say this emphatically it is not possible to walk after God, right? When the heart is what? Is corrupt. So when the man told Jesus, thou good master, Jesus preached repentance to him. Don't call me good, only God is who is good. But you do what? Follow me. follow me John chapter 14 he says I am the way the truth and the life follow me and for us that are if you say you are born again you accepted Christ how much of the things of God are you picking how much of the things of God are you doing where does your heart lie Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, where the treasure, eh? where the treasure is, where does what? There does the heart lies. So this year, please don't frustrate God. Don't frustrate God. You know, I've heard teachings, I've heard people say, God didn't do this, God didn't do that. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, God said, God saw. Everything God said was what? Was good. So the heart of God towards you is what? Is good. The heart of God towards you is what? Is good. So our own goal now, our own objective as individuals now is to repent from our ways and delight ourselves in the Lord. David, in Psalm 40, verse 7. Let's read Psalm 40, verse 7. Psalm 40, verse 7. David said, Then said I, Behold, I come, in the scroll of the book, it is written of me. Next verse, please. I do what? I delight to do your way, O oh my God. Your law is within my... So David was delighting himself in the Lord. That was why when Jesus was speaking to the priests, he asked them, why did David say, he is my Lord, when you know... Jesus is the son of David, because David delighted himself in the Lord. David delighted himself in what? In the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. Our own very Jesus came. hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. thank you then said i behold i have come church read with me that was why when he got to the pool of bethesda at that pool he probably found like 50 people why did he just heal one man and walk away it was jesus he could have Healed everybody at the pool, yes or yes? There's no knowing that answer. Sorry. Jesus could have healed everybody at that pool. But he said, My father walketh, ether to I what? Ether to I walk. Itatu to, are you walking? Ether to, are you walking? So, for us going forward as a plea we need to align our hearts with the will of God and a couple of things I could offer read the Bible there's a Bible challenge going on right now read it, post comments ask questions find time to pray five minutes a day won't kill you if it's just thank you, Jesus, for five minutes, sincerely, you have prayed the most. Either to I walk. I come, as it is written, to do what? To do thy will. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. At this junction, I would like to stop and you know, ask us to examine our hearts and bow our heads if you need to make jesus your lord and savior now is a good time to start if you are the one that gets angry easily or you do things not in alignment with the commandment of god ask god for grace ask god for grace ask god for grace the heart of man was not designed to function independent of the heart of god It was designed to walk in the heart of God your heart is designed to walk in the heart of God father we ask that you help us to delight in the things of God to seek after your heart to seek after the things of your heart Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 3 Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Help me to set my heart on things above say that prayer father help me to set my affection on things above where Christ is seated in the name of Jesus I want you to pray say father every instruction you have given me give me the heart to follow through give me the strength to follow through do not let me be distracted do not let me fall Do not let me follow the suggestions of men. Joshua followed the suggestions of men and they were defeated. Only if he had asked God he would have known that they shouldn't have gone to I. Thank you Abba Father. I said Father this year by your grace i will not provoke you this year by your grace i will not provoke you it is possible to provoke god it is possible to provoke god the children of israel provoked god in the wilderness they provoked god in the wilderness Psalm 78 verse 40 say how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the deserts?" Yet, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Father, I will not limit you. I will not limit you. This year, I will not limit you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this hour. For helping us to see that our hearts cannot work independent of your heart and that your thoughts towards us are thoughts of goodness that you desire even greater things for us lord we acknowledge you father we ask that you help us to align with your heart in the name of jesus that we delight in the things of god that we are able that we set our affections on the things above in the name of jesus thank you Haber father for in jesus mighty name we have prayed Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.